0: Hello, hello, happy talking shit Tuesday, that's right, coming at you with the most influential, totally not popular, no one gives a fuck about Joe, in the car spectrum, that's right, today we're gonna talk about Tesla's freezing in Chicago, that's right, in Chicago, you guys got a, a nice reminder of why it sucks to live anywhere but Florida, remember around summertime, y'all like, oh, Florida's junk, it's blah, blah, blah. Florida's stupid. It's hot. Oh my God. They got a little bit of a tornado. They got a little bit of a hurricane. Oh shit. It sucks. And then you're reminded how much it sucks to live anywhere north of, I don't know, North Carolina. It's awful. You're reminded that winter is a thing. And this is just the beginning of winter. So another three months of that bullshit. Then spring comes around, flowers start to come up. Then you get another foot of snow before you have three months of something normal. So we'll talk about why it's not the Tesla's fault that people had issues. It's mostly the fault of the owner. The Tesla owner is a fucking moron, just like iPhone owners are fucking morons. The Tesla owner thinks that it, this thing is going to drive itself and magically save the planet all on its own, and just by driving it, you're you're actually contributing to the. To the reduction of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere when you know there's a certain amount you should maintain that if you go under that plants die and if you go over that trees have more ox- trees have more food basically so we'll talk about why it's not the tesla's fault that everyone had issues with their cars when it's extremely cold because these people don't know a goddamn thing about battery operated anything You need to condition the battery to charge it. You can't charge a negative 10 degree battery at a supercharger station, stupid. If you own a Tesla, you should own a home or have the means of charging it slowly. Supercharging is charging quickly. Supercharging requires the battery to be at a certain temperature. You can't supercharge Ice-cold batteries at 0%. Sometimes supercharging is not available. Charging and supercharging are two different things. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about received my pistons. That's right. And I'm going to show you guys the piston condition that was I was told to be pretty beat up. And I was uh, blown away that when I got them, they looked fine. It's just a matter of a coating. But one thing I'm going to show you about these pistons is how different they are then something say like a 351 30 over piston so 4 inches 30 thousandths versus whatever the hell the GT500 bore is and then we'll talk about whatever else y'all want to talk about on Talking Shit Tuesday but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello to the people here okay. we'll do it live okay. we'll, nope. we'll do it live fuck it do it live I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live right. fucking thing sucks it does suck. It always sucked. Again, thank you so much to the sponsors that decided to stay part of the show with the new payment structure to Auto Solutions. Rami Zainan to Auto Solutions in Puerto Rico. He is seeing my debacle and he's like, L&M NSRs for every fucking GT500 build. DNA Performance, D&H Performance.com. D&H Performance. Check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on DNA Get every single one of your parts at dandahapformance.com. PMAS, Nick James, we're going to start doing giveaways next month. That's right, once a month, we give away a cold air intake as part of the new payment structure. He opted to give a cold air intake away or the equivalent price, you know, like $300 on their website, whether it be a map sensor, couplings whatever i give him your info you go shopping check him out dna App performance two auto solutions and PMAS. nick james and PMAS. thank you guys so much i really appreciate you guys staying on board anyone that wants to get on board like the old guys Check me out. There's a new payment structure. I got to get me a Viper. Do you know what I am saying? Let's get after. Say hi to the people. We'll start talking some shit like with everyone else. we got Coyote Fury, Clean Eye gt 2000 MCR, Travis, Paul Ponteo, 94G, T-Ver, Joe Jackson, Douche Titted, Leon Phelps, Randy, Diego. If it's not chopping like a motherfucker, it ain't worth shit. D Rock Fox, R, Monty 540, 337 Speed. What's up, dude? Love your channel. Thank you for being here. Twin Force, Maki Mock Clip, Clip Clop the Horse, Alex Knobloch, R C S B Ricky, Just a Memoir, Coca-Cola, the Sinaloa Cartel member, uh, di- <laughs> Dustin Garrison, one of one RTI, I, I run, 954, Gaya Bravo, Fern, Dixon, Ayaron again, uh, Michael, Areno, uh, Joe Switch, Gregory Ovitch one of one RTI, TJ, Skorsky, Race, and B. John Jones, um, uh, Titan, Uranus, Wesley Stewart, Kellen Stocks, Matt Oliver, back to the bottom mango brian or mango brain ntx lsx racing says got join the dark side grab the mint gotta have a green s197 for my wife to race her g8 sk productions what's up sk productions 59 degrees in clearwater florida had to close the window mark dakota monty rogers just a memoir does kidey Collins talk to mango brain again and slow 99 Kona blue and pub is london racing still a good tuning company oh my lord what a stupid fucking comment to make so let's get right to the the uh The debacle that was the charging issue over in Chicago, Tesla supercharging station packed in Oak Brook, dead cars, line parking lot due to frigid temps. Oak Brook, Illinois, it just sounds like a shit ass fucking town. Electric vehicles may be the way of the future, but EV owners are having trouble dealing with Chicago's bitterly cold temperatures. Public charging stations have turned into car graveyards over the past couple of days. Someone said, man, nothing, no juice, still on 0% to Tyler Beard, who had been trying to recharge his Tesla at Oak Brook Tesla Supercharger Station since Sunday afternoon, and this is like three hours after being out here, being out here three hours yesterday, I don't know if he's black or if he t- talks that way, but it's funny, Beard was among dozens of Tesla owners trying to desperately power up their, te- their cars at the Tesla Supercharger Station in Oak Brook, it was a scene mirrored with long lines and abandoned cars at scores of other charging stations around the Chicago area. This be crazy. It's a disaster, said Tesla owner Charlize Mizell. Mizell was forced to abandon her car and get a ride from her friend when it wouldn't charge. Another man summed up the the situation succinctly, saying, We got a bunch of dead robots out here. (laughs) But it was no laughing matter to people like Kevin Sumrak, who landed at O'Hare on Sunday night to find his Tesla dead was forced to hire a flatbed truck to tow tr- flatbed tow truck to try to find a working charging station. Tesla didn't respond to Fox's 32 emails or calls, but a Chicago area expert says there are some EV there are th- some things EV owners can do when it gets cold. Like any new technology, there's a learning curve for people, said Mark Bilek of Chicago Auto Trade Association. Bilek said that all EVs have problems dealing with extreme cold and drivers need to hit their preconditioning button, Therefore, they charge the battery. The problem is, Billek, is these dumb sons of bitches run this sucker to 5% and think they could just supercharge when it's negative 5 outside. It's not plug and play. You have to precondition the battery, meaning that you have to get the battery up to optimal temperature to accept a fast charge. Now, guys, if you ever worked at a, a power plant, if you ever worked at a... Um, facility that had electric forklifts and, um, let's say, propane-powered forklifts. The propane-powered forklifts can work all the time, but even in the cold, they need a little bit of help starting, just like any vehicle. You just can't light off the car easily when it's super cold. Things just like don't like to ignite. And that's why in the tune, there is, uh, let's just say, crank fuel logic to basically flood the engine with fuel to help it start. So at the end of the day, what you're going to do is an electric forklift, you don't even leave it outside. You know that every electric forklift that you've ever worked at, at a power plant, at a warehouse or anything, is inside. It's always inside. It always stays inside. The charger's inside. Why is that? And then if you're going to use it, you got to make sure you actually use it inside, drive outside with it, and then use it outside, then come back inside. You don't leave it out there in the cold. It is is standard practice to bring in an electric forklift. How about cold cranking amps? Why is it important to have high cold cranking amps on a battery? Because when it gets cold, the battery basically slowly starts to lose charge, or let's just say does not perform optimally. I'm not going to say it loses charge because you guys are sticklers for details, Let's just say, in optimal fashion, a, a, even a car battery needs to performs better at say at sixty degrees than negative five degrees. It's just how it is. So I am blown away that if you buy a Tesla, you don't know this. You don't understand that. You don't understand that. That is part of the game. Having a battery electric vehicle part of the game is conditioning the battery and understanding how the battery works nope tesla owners are retarded not all of them but the fanboys who don't know a goddamn thing but they want to be in the in crowd and get the latest and greatest technology They buy it without really understanding how it works they have no idea how it works they're like i don't even understand. who cares so i just got to charge the bitch and it's good yep until it gets really cold till you get under five percent and you attempt to supercharge it when it's under five percent and extremely cold and you are dead in the water now you are fucked now you are going to see what the growing pains are of owning an ev now if you're in florida not an issue literally not an issue florida is the perfect place to own a battery battery electric vehicle It never, okay, I'm sorry, South Florida. Because right now, if you go to Pensacola, Ocala, or whatever, it can get down to 30s or even high 20s at night in the winter. In South Florida, it never gets under 50. For me to see a four anywhere at any time of the year is extremely rare. And since I've lived here since 2015, I have never seen a 40. I've never seen a 49, a 52, a 53, Yes, but never a 40 something. So if you own a battery electric vehicle in Florida, you're generally not going to have an issue supercharging because the battery probably up to temp already and they love slightly warm weather. Now, when you're talking Arizona, it's different. It's very hot. It gets over 100 a lot in the desert areas in the summer. So too much heat, too cold. They kind of have a similar issue. Florida it is a is a perfect place to own an EV. So, I'm not going to blame Tesla for this. No, I'm not going to give Tesla the L. I'm going to give the owners the L. I'm going to give I'm going to give the owners the L because the Tesla is not the issue here. Just like iPhones. What do you mean, Alex? Most dumb people have iPhones. Bet me. And how do I know this? Well, just go to any neighborhood and go to a cricket metro pcs tell t-mobile because that's kind of a one and the same and you see that their iphones versus android sales are probably two to one does that mean it's a better phone no it's the latest and greatest in that technology and it's easy to use but when it comes to the service that you have in it like cricket metro pcs and t-mobile I laugh just because you have the iPhone 14 doesn't mean you actually are, let's say, have a have a better cell phone than I do. It just means you have the latest and greatest technology for simple people, extremely simple people. It's a simple way to operate. And if you understand that, then it's good. Now, if I was to give an Android phone to an iPhone owner, they are lost. They go. Where do I hit the back button? Right here on the where's the home button? Right here. Like I grab an iPhone and about two minutes in, I'm like, okay, I get it. I've been handed a phone many times to take pictures, or, you know, someone wants me to take a selfie with them because I'm super popular and famous and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Boom, 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 here you go. Send. But when it comes to like giving this Android phone to a, an iPhone user, they're lost. And I think that's the problem with like most Tesla owners. I think Tesla owners don't have common sense or they don't have the ability to learn on the fly. Like Tesla owners, mostly, mo- I'm not saying all of you, all of you, some of you are super smart. Some of you just like electric vehicles and some of you want a pup pup vehicle around town or a super fast, crazy, ridiculously fast sedan. Nothing wrong with that. But generally, the people that buy a Tesla are fucking blue hairs or liberals that want to have the latest and greatest technology or virtue signal that they love the planet. So they drive around in the Tesla that looks like every other fucking Tesla on the road. You can't differentiate from them. If you go if you live in California right now and you go to a Whole Foods in a white Model 3 and come out and forgot where you're parked, you might have an issue. You might have to use the app to find your car because it gets lost in the sea of gayness that's out there. So, any again, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying the vast majority of people that buy a Tesla buy it for the, for the culture, not necessarily the use. So, that's just my my, my take on that. So, I'm going to show you guys something that might blow you away. So, have you ever heard LS guys and LT guys and just general small block Chevy guys and small block Ford guys really hate on the fact that overhead cam engines are big? Oh, uh, look at how big it is. Look at how big it is. And I'm like, guys, it's a 5 liter. It's just a dual overhead cam design. So yes, the cylinder head is massive, but the block is tiny. So if you were to guess, and you know where I'm going with this, if you were to guess the size difference between a 30 over piston from a 351 Ford versus a piston from a 5.8 liter Trinity motor, how different would you think it would be visually? Well, I'm going to show you, and this might blow your mind. This is a GT500 piston. This is the piston that was in my car. It's a diamond number 133178. I think they're, I don't know, 1000 bucks or something like that. So this was the 10-to-1 compression piston that was in my Trinity motor that I sent off to get built. I now have 12-to-1 pistons in there. Um, I was told this was absolutely beat up, and then when you run your fingers around this wear area, you don't even feel it so it's just the coating. It didn't get into the metal, so just normal wear on the skirt and no, no groove, no nothing, so I'm like, these are not pretty beat up. These, you could literally go off and get coated, put some rings in them, put it on a sleeve that 5.8 Trinity or 5.4 and have a ball and not have an issue, so a 5.8 liter Trinity motor has a piston this size. This is a 30 over 5.8 liter 351 piston. And this is the crazy thing that um a lot of people don't realize how how pretty different it is. Like it's a it's it's pretty big compared to the 5.8 liter piston. So a lot of people get get bent out of shape especially the LS guys who talk about the size of the Um, uh, motor, but you don't understand that the actual short block itself, the pistons are kind of on the small side. This is a 30 over 351 piston icon number uh, 1C729, which is an $800 per set piston with the pins. And this is a diamond dual overhead cam Trinity piston, just sort of showing you what the difference is. And I was told they were beat up and uh, they're not beat up at all. They're actually in really good shape. It's just a slight wear on the coating. You recoat these and you can absolutely have a ball. So that's why I wanted my old parts back to make sure that the shit that's in there, that this, because this can absolutely get reused on another build. And that's what I wanted to prevent. I wanted to prevent my stuff being used on another build because this is a coating and a re-ring away from having a 10 to 5 compression piston forged diamond piston. Fuck that! I'm good. I'm, i want to keep every single little thing I got for my build. So I also received the L cams. I, again, I'm not a. I'm, I don't know if Michael Rauscher doesn't like Lund, but I don't have any issue with Michael Rauscher. Um, and I, 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 I tell people if you're gonna build a GT500 motor, I am learning so much for this build that this is now. I am now gonna speak on GT500 motors. You should get no other cam ever in history than an LNM NSR and take that shit to the bank because you're going to make what 1100 now if you're a turbo guy and you're a homo and you want to make 2000 plus go go get custom shit I don't give a fuck but for the customer the 99.9 percent customer that we deal with that wants to make 11 or 1200 dude LNM NSR bolt it in and you're good to go so that's what we're going to do got that I'm waiting for I'm waiting to get uh, actually I got to send my cams rockers and lifters to the engine builders place he needs that all to make sure all the geometry is right on the new head and if we need to do any kind of line honing or anything to the cam journals or cam bores go ahead and do that so shout out to him for wanting everything in place so we'll talk about what do you think are tesla owners retarded the ones in chicago anyway are how do you not understand that the car has to be preconditioned to accept supercharging and then we can talk about whatever else you want to talk about and uh, go from there. You made sure those were your old pistons? Correct. Remember I said last week I had the part number of the old pistons in the old NPR worksheet. And those part numbers match. And yes, they are my old pistons. So, you know, we can go from there. So let's talk to the people. Ideally, a Tesla says Denver, I 100 miles a day and charge in my garage. I agree with others who have said before. If you don't have a home charger, then don't own an EV, gas for long trips, EV for daily commute. I agree 100%. Justin says Android has 67% of global shares and iOS is 32 in the US, 37 Android, 62 iOS. I understand, but you you and I both get that the people that own Samsungs are quiet and they don't pop off that they own Samsungs. Only iPhone users pop off about iPhones. Like, isn't there a line in the new Drake song with J. Cole where he talks about being annoyed that the girl he's texting does not have an iPhone as if that's a flex? I'm like, oh, so you're texting a smart girl. Got it. Alex got them cams in the mail. Oh, snap. What cams do the blue jeans shorts and new balance owners get? I get the LM NSRs all day. FWR all day. Every day says EPA. Those pistons were trashed, but could have definitely reused them for an additional 10K. Says Reef K. Wow. Reef K checking in saying those pistons were trashed, but could have definitely reused them for an additional. 10,000 bucks. Oh, this chat. This chat is spicy. <laughs> Bro, you know, that's one of those things that... Shout out to you guys for being super, super on the money. Anytime I see someone pop off on some dumb shit, someone from the Amory is in there putting their virtual foot of people's asses. Thank you so much. And by the way, if you've noticed that it's been a huge uptick in the content I'm putting out there. Look, I'm going to make a concerted effort to really get this stuff going. I'm using AOF, uh, I'm using uh, uh, AI tools to make clips, to put content out there, make clips from the show. I am going to be flooding. I want to make sure that your feed is full of my shit because this is plan B and this is why. I think once the gasoline particulate filter comes into play, and that's why I actually re-upped on one of the videos of the EPA going after Cummins, I think once the gasoline particulate filter comes into play, mean, meaning um, it's already happening in Great Britain or the UK, if you look at some of the wiring diagrams that are out there, and shout out to Chuck, Chuck at C&D Auto Tech. He sent me this wiring diagram because he uh, he said, hey, just to let you know, this is a thing, and I want you to be aware of it. And I, and I appreciated him because he doesn't owe me anything, but the guys out there showing you literally some of the wiring diagrams that are in future vehicles and this is a wiring diagram and look at what it says right here particulate filter can i zoom in no i can't zoom in particulate filter pressure bank sensor one particulate filter pressure bank sensor one so there is already stuff out there in the 2018 mustang in uk that has particulate filter pressure logic sensors and wiring so that you understand this is coming this is coming to the us it's just a matter of when and once that stuff comes to the united states i suspect tuning won't be over no but i guarantee that tuning will slow down because if you remove the gasoline particulate filter and the car does not run. And in order to make it get out of limp mode, you have to tune it. That is the definition of tampering. That's basically 101, tampering 101, Sakawel Party. So I have about three or four years that I can make as much money as possible, get me a Viper, get me a house, before I have to start to worry where my next paycheck's coming from. And this, I'm hoping, you know, has a a good following and I can at least sustain myself and then still have a job, but, you know, move everything over into something else. Or if this becomes my career, then even better, because I can just do this full-time and pump content out there that matters, that isn't fluffy bullshit, and give you guys the best content possible. But again, I am setting myself up for the future, and that's why I'm getting started now. And now, if you guys want to build a race car... Now's the time. If you thought, oh, I'm going to wait two years when my kid's, uh, you know, 10 years old and I'm going to build it with them. nah, uh No. And this is why. Who are you going to have tune in? Who are you going to have tune in? If you want to go from, there is no company on the planet right now that you can go from a stock vehicle all the way down to sixes. That with one company. That's right. You buy one device, right? Let's say you have this, an RTD or the new latest and greatest LRX, which I have sent tunes for. I have received data logs. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful process that is. I think Jesus that came into play. Shout out to the people that uh, allowed us to use their product, and we've sold one hundred and I think fifty in a week and a half unbelievable progress i love the interface it is wonderful so you buy an lrx if you have an engage or you get an rtd you can go from a stock vehicle that runs 12s all the way down to sixes on the same device and the same tuner not one motherfucking tuner on the planet can say that Not one motherfucker, and I don't have the sound clip. I I thought I'd have the sound clip, but um, let me see. Do I have... uh, uh, Nothing is over. We suck. Danger Zone. R2D2. Oh, I don't know why I I have R2D2. I thought I had not one motherfucker, but apparently I don't because this thing did an update and fucked my shit up, and I don't have the time to put it up there. It's not up there. Uh, Alex needs to rename Section 8 to Breadman, Uh, one of those... Old school debates is the same. See Cubic inch and liter, small diameter piston and longer stroke, better for torque. Large diameter piston, shorter stroke, better for higher RPM. But interesting, what is the stupid regen those particular filters and their expensive as fuck to replace? Just like back in the Fox body days when everyone swapped the carburetor onto 5 liter and then they, and then had EFI problems. It, I was one of those guys. Leon Phelps. Before Quarter Horse, before Moats, before all these programs that allowed you to tune a fox body a9l computer i i was like all you could do is buy a cnl math meter that matches the injector because the housing size of the um math air tube and you know you you, you adjust this adjust that tps adjustment adjust timing and that's all you could do and 150 shot and i hope you can run a nine now you know that th- those That actually conditioned me to work on my Fox body. Now, so I said, I I don't want to fuck with this. I just want to throw a fucking carburetor on it and not worry about the O2 sensor, the IAC, the TPS sensor, throttle body issues. No. I slapped a 650 on it with an Edelbrock um, Performer Air Gap MSD6AL distributor. That thing was a a two or three tenths quicker. On the same month. It was crazy stuff. And that's why I think if you're going to build a car, it now is the time. LRX looked promising, but my anger... <laughs> I'm going to unplug that fucking thing. Does it have a plug? Does this thing have a plug? I'm going to unplug this bitch. I'm going to kill her. There it is. Oh, I killed her. Thank God. Let me see. Just unplugged it. Fuck her. I'm sick and tired of saying Alexa and the thing picking it up. <clears throat> LRX looks promising when the engage dies. I definitely plan to get one. I just got my single turbo cartoon on 93 last week on the engage was done in revisions one day. Impressive. And isn't it running good? Are you happy? See, a lot of people think that quick revisions are bad when we've done a thousand of them and we know what to look out for. So we just give you the best file right off the bat. And if the car is built right and the parts are consistently uh built, meaning the math curve, meaning the injectors, everything you're using is 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 the same. The shit's mm-hmm. gonna run good. I'm sure the loans could retire whenever they want and be set for life. Senior and Cheryl, yes. Junior still's got to work, bro. I was reversing into my driveway, and then you played the lightning clip, scared the fuck out of me. You had R two D two for the rev limiter back, and when the car blew up, yes, I did have R two D two in there for when the car blew up. So it was um. The problem is I moved everything around because Squid is way oh. the no, that's not it. Where, where's Squid? That th- this is what my um. Like I bet you this GT five hundred did not skip the cams. Let me see. Uh, eating. Eating? <laughs> what the fuck is this eating thing? Peasant chat. That guy. Diarrhea. Too high to this shit. Two tacos. 80s dick. What's 80s dick? I don't know what, 80, what 80s... dick. What the hell is that? R2-D2. Danger zone. Heavy duty. Jelly bean. Sasso. I don't have Sasso because that broke. We oh, suck. But... We suck is still there. Mike Tyson's there. Where do you go from here, Mike? I don't know, man. I might fade into Bolivian. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have nowhere to go on that. Anyway. <laughs> so... That gt 500 stayed on the limit or cam stayed put. Gotta hate when your software updates fucks up all your settings and programs. If you thought Fox bodies went up in value before, just wait till Mustangs are untunable. Ford Motorsport rev extender and call it a day. When is LRX available to non-existing customers? Bro, I don't know where the hell you've been. We, most of our tune orders are new tunes, new customers. If we've sold 120 LRXs, 80 have been new customers new tunes go and buy one go to the website type in lrx it's right there Sorry, i didn't know i have my spy microphone still plugged in always listening um if it's not chopping like a motherfucker it ain't where shit said section 8 license plate should read rbtngmr i don't know what that means rg rebuilt i don't know what that means i heard talking about particular filters alex car went 631 60 to 130 67 psi 93 mtd2 car drives fantastically that's quick because the corvette's a 5 7 car on fucking sunoco 260 gt you're right there with like bolt-on zero ZR ones. that's saying something my 19 Hellcat says, Jake and Bradenberry says, Challenger will be the newest vehicle I have. If anything after that will be older, any truck will be mechanical injection. Nothing the EPA can do about it either. Are the DCTs tunable yet? No. Okay, good, good question. So I had a customer or a, a Patreon. By the way, you can go check out my Patreon. Um, I think it's in, um, in there somewhere. I'm not going to keep spamming the link. You, I have like 120 people in there now, which is freaking awesome. So imagine you get a gt 500 and you get it tuned by the competition and it blows up and then you reach out to alex and and you're like hey alex this is my current situation i have a 2020 gt 500 with a 3.8 liter whipple first of all why 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 the transmission doesn't like much above 1100 hell doesn't like much above 900 it starts to wig the hell out Oh, but this tuner makes it run good. I don't care. It's inconsistent. So anything above 1100 rear wheel horsepower, you're going to have to do some special shit to even make it launch consistently. But people don't don't care. People love getting on the dyno and seeing 12, 1300 horsepower. Oh, I want to build a motor capable of 1800 horsepower. What the fuck are you talking about? So he says, I got a 3.8 liter Whipple motor blew up. Should I get an 1800 horsepower prep short block? I said, no. Because what you mean, no? I said, you get a stock bottom end. What? Yep, stock bottom end, unported heads, stock cams, your stock blower, port that, stock throttle oh, 103 or whatever uh, Kong sells, E85, 1700s, pulley it to make about 1,000 to 1,100 to the wheels and live a happy life. Hell I think a 900 horsepower GT500 is wonderful. 930 940 ported bricks, stock Bob, stock long block, dude, E85 fuel system, stock trans and it's happy every single time. So you guys are going to go out there and try to shoot for the moon. You see these idiots uh, pushing 1400 horsepower packages. That that when you're buying a 1400 horsepower package, and you live at 1250 wheel, because 1400 is behind the asshole, let's be honest. You are now making your driving experience awful. You're making the tuner look great by that car making 1250 on the dyno, and you leave happy as hell. You go around the block, you goose it, and you know, the trans does some funky shit. <laughs> Oh, maybe traction control kicked in. Let me turn off traction control. Floor it. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Is it spinning? No, a neutral. Doubt. Go back to the tuner. So what the fuck? Oh yeah, these transmissions. There's no tuning them. So anything above above 1100 horsepower, they're kind of shit out of. you kind of shit out of luck. Well, I wish you told me that before I gave you thirty fucking thousand dollars to make the C this, L that, T that. Whatever package twelve fifty. How come you didn't tell me this shit, asshole? Well, you wanted to make horsepower. I didn't say it was gonna shift. And that's where you need to educate yourself. Every Shelby GT five hundred owner, listen up. A thousand is plenty, nine fifty is fun. Nine fifty, this thing will last for a very long time. Oh nine fifty. 950 Got it. Oh, but I, I want my buddy made $1,200, so I want to make $1,250. Well, that's fucking stupid because now you've made your transmission ridiculously inconsistent. ZR1 should make more than 850. Can they make stupid power and really perform well over that? Absolutely. Sure. But then they're undrivable and most people sell their junk. More people that build 1,100 horsepower uh, ZR1s either never use it to its full potential or use it and then hate how it drives 850 to 900 horsepower 01 owners live a happy life got a twin disc rps in it got an et street r you're on e85 with a return style fuel system with a stock cam and living the happiest fucking life on the planet if you want to do choppity chop cool but it's not necessary. So GT500 owners, before you go to your to your tuner and start talking this stupid 1200 horsepower package, do you want do you drive a 1200 horsepower GT500 tuned by that person? It drives like absolute butt cheeks, and they're gonna blame the throttle body. They're gonna blame the, this. They're gonna blame that. They're gonna blame. They're never gonna blame the fact that they oversold you on a product that makes them look good and makes your driving experience absolutely awful. Have you had 2020 D500 owners inquire about the LRX? Last I checked, it wasn't supported for those cars. Junior is working on it right now as we speak, the vetting process, but everything else is supported. You do not have the Patreon in the links about the page, just an FYI. Also, my YDBT on Patreon. I didn't want to sub before I asked, just to make sure I was on the right one. Yes, YDBT on Patreon. Ah, shit. I guess I'll, I hate posting the link because it makes it look like I'm spamming and I'm trying to get your money. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. Of course I want your money. I want a Viper. Guys, I want a Viper in the fucking... Uh, in the, dude, I want a Viper in the complex. Uh, talk, talk about being an annoying motherfucker. I'm not going to get a house. Why? I got a one Z01 GT500, if it gets to drive. And a Viper in the shit. So here's the Patreon link. Check it out. Uh, You know, if you want to use it, great. If you don't want to use it, I'll pin it to the top. We should be good to go. Um... Jay Bruce says, Hey Alex, I was. Uh, the, this is a super peasant question. I only have a 2.3 Gen 2 and not a GT500, but do people six speed put smaller blowers on GT500s like at all? No. Nope. Nobody puts a smaller bra on GT500. The stock blower ported by Kong is awesome. Kong, period. You get it sent to Kong, port it, and then that thing is going to make as much as $1,100 on a stock blower ported bricks. Some kind of other situation, but I think a stock blower is more than enough. With a predator long block and E85 and 1700s to make 1100 or something. Um, I have a buddy with a 500 waiting for LRX release to get tuned by you. Excited to see that you ain't gonna get tuned by me. It's gonna get tuned by Junior because Junior deals with the Shelby guys because y'all are special kind of stupid. I want to take a second to remind everyone that HPJ put a T56 in it and like it should have been. Yeah, nobody cares. We don't fuck with them. Uh, I know a guy with a 2020 GT500 makes 1,000 horsepower and he can't even get into the nines. What a dud. Because the transmission hates fucking life. Transmission hates life. And you are out there trying to make a bunch of power on a car that weighs 4,100 pounds. With a DCT designed to road race. Stupid. Like imagine you own a GT with an, an ESS. With a 100 millimeter pulley and it runs 9.1, 9.0, and you make a 950 wheel, 1,000 wheel with a 10R80, and a GT500, Shelby, top of the line, badass motor, everything. Ported this, asshole that, ID this, running 9.3, 9.4. It's not, it's not meant for that. Hey, Alex, how do you predict the current GT500s will appreciate? Last of the Mohicans and all? Actually, in my opinion, the last legit GT500 was a 1314. It was stick. It was the last of that model, meaning the ones that you want. Because they did not come with a stick, they don't have that allure around them. They're DCT. They're kind of known to be duds. Not duds generally, but for the power that they make and what they perform like, it's a roll race car or a road race car at stock boost levels and stock, stock everything. The GT500 bone stock is a perfect car. 700 plus horse, 600 to the wheels, and then some, on pump gas. You can road race it. You can drag race it running mid-10s and daily it and have a happy life. But no, a bunch of cucks get a hold of it, make a 1,000, and make it useless for all three. You make it useless to daily. You make it useless for road racing. You make it useless for drag racing because you're stupid. Fast ETRs and run gliders, run fast ETRs. Run glides and turbo 400s. Fast hurricanes, run sequentials. The facts are DCT explodes. Alex, if you got a Viper, what color would it be? Probably red or gray. Or no, I would love a TA, an orange TA. A, 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 tr- is it track attack? Um, but if not, it'd be like a, a red with some carbon inserts. Like, I, I'll show you. I'll show you the Viper that I want. Oh my God, I almost closed the page out. Viper for sale near me. This one is in Riviera Beach, which scares me because you know it's not the best neighborhood but this car when i saw it i'm like yep that's that's the one right there it's got aftermarket wheels looks to have a drop kit and it's um it's got carbon fiber inserts on the hood on the front on the back it's tastefully modded this is the one right there look oh come on stop it come on it wasn't even turned on bro Come on, bro. Look at that. Look at that fat fucking ass. Could you imagine me in a complex with that? (laughs) And, you know, I thought about it a lot because the ZR1 is like a triathlete. It stops, it accelerates, it it does everything perfectly. And if I got this, it would be a similar thing. Stops, turns, it does everything perfectly. But the GT500 wouldn't. And I I really think what would happen if I got the GT500 back on the road is I would turn it back into what it should be. Kind of like a triathlete lower power to about 800 900 get some nice wheels on it get the anti-roll bar off of it it's just a driving go ahead and drive a car with an anti-roll bar on the street you will hate your life driving that gt500 and it's got a spool so it needs like a it needs like s track or a wave track or even a stock diff to be honest with you and some 20s and just live a happy life but you know if if i'm driving the viper and the zr1 then i get into something that feels like a truck i'm not going to want to drive that thing a lot. Shelby guys ruined the GT500 for me. I agree. I agree 100%. Hey, Alex. what we are in gear, would be fun on a 14 Mustang with a Paxson TR-6060 410s. 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 Only manuals will appreciate down the road. DCTs will be old trash technology. I agree. SI50 GT500s are currently depreciating. Not as hard as C8 Stingrays, though. Anyone who financed one of those, they came out buried. C8 Stingrays, we all knew it was going to be a car that isn't worth a lot of money three years, four years down the road, and we've been proven right. Z06s are going to be there once the ZR1 comes out, and then once the um, Zora comes out, it's just going to be stup- super stupid. So, supposedly, you know, you got the C8, the C8 base, uh, the Stingray, you've got Grand Sport, I think, and then you got Z06, ZR1, then the Zora. Which is going to be supposedly twin-turbo, 5.5, 5, electric, also, hybrid. Uh, just dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. Current GT500 is fun around touring. 5 to 14 is the last raw brew. Would you rather take a Ruby Red Gen 2 Roush Stage 3 or a stock 350R? Ruby Red Gen 2 Roush Stage 3. It's already supercharged, dude. I'm a, I'm a tune and a fuel system away from running nines in the quarter mile. Um, what's in the bag, Alex? There? Uh, the 1301 Beretta. Uh, take it back near stock and keep her pretty. Not near stock. No, it needs to get AC back in it so I can cruise it in the summer. It needs 20-inch wheels with R888s. It needs the anti-roll bar removed, and it needs the differential back to being something normal that unlocks when I turn. And it'll look. The goal is the GT500 is this: get it built, run the eight, bring it back to street trim, and enjoy it. There's no reason to drag race that car. It's too pretty. A wave track would help so much with driving the GT500. Vipers are nasty. This is why I want about 700 horsepower and nice coilover suspension that makes it fun. A stiff rear suspension, a soft front suspension, a recipe for disaster in the corners and on the street. It's not a Mustang. It's a Shelby, says Daniel Green. The only thing good about the new GT500 is the dual clutch transmission, meaning that's what we hate about it. That's what we hate about it. We hate that because it's good in stock form. The moment you add 900 to 1,000 horsepower with it, all the usage of that DCT goes to shit. It was marketed for mid-50s, came out at 100+. Viper gets way more love than even ZR1. Rare cars, they count as exotics. I'd love it. Nick uh, says, hey, Alex, I just got my first Gen 3. What's with this rattle at 2,000 RPMs? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. There's no rattle at 2,000 RPMs on my my, my old Gen 3. You might have a dud. Did you get a 2018? In 2018, some Gen 3s had, um, let's just say, cylinder uh, roundness issues. And a lot of people experienced that that situation where the, the abnormal wear of the piston occurred. And a lot of people were shit out of luck because they were like, what the hell just happened? This thing rattles weird. There was weird wear on the pistons. There was weird oil pressure issues. There's still oil pressure issues for Gen 3. There's still the intake camera version issue on Gen 3, and that's oil control. That's an issue with oil control. So the phasers, by the way, I, me and Junior talked for about half hour today about cams. One day, once I set it up the way I want to set up, I want to talk about cams on Coyote nonstop to make you guys understand it how I understand it. And I, I had a long talk with Junior about some of that stuff, <clears throat> and uh, it was really good to have that talk because he he – mechanically I know what needs to happen but the nomenclature the way you verbalize what you're trying to do in the tune versus what's happening mechanically in the cam I think I'm the bridge that can make that explanation possible to the dum-dums because I'm no smart guy I'm a dumbass but I think I could be a bridge to talk about the tuning side of things the mechanical side of things and I guarantee even though they might hate me people in the coyote game that say I suck and don't know shit and don't say hi to me out and about because they think I don't know shit, but they watch every fucking episode I got and learn something from it are going to go, oh, because we talked about setting up your camshafts. Let's say you got locked cams. If you have locked cams on a coyote, now you are negating the ability to make more torque at a lower RPM. You have locked the cams at an optimal performance angle at high RPM. So let's say, for instance, you have a single Turbo Coyote. You lock both of your cams. And now you're having trouble spooling. So now you start doing converter stuff. You start doing spark stuff. You start trying to make it spool faster. You're putting a dump valve in. You're doing all this crazy stuff to try to get the car to spool faster. Meanwhile, the Grey Goose has VCT on the intake cam, no dump valve, big 80-millimeter hogs, and it spools up in like three seconds because we can control the intake cam under, actually at, at any RPM, and the intake cam dictates airflow at any given RPM. So we want to advance it or retard it At any RPM we want, we can. Meanwhile, you're over there trying mechanical things and converters and and spark cuts and two-steps and whatever to make the car spool. But the most important thing is the VCT, the variable cam timing you locked out. Now, some of you don't have that issue. Some of you got the dump valve working. Some of you got the converter sized up, right? Some of you got all that stuff done up. And the car spools fine, five seconds, you're good. But if you understood what we understand, that VCT and having control of the cams going down the track is more beneficial for everything. Like, think about it. If racers that use coyote motors are stuck with Holly, Hall Tech, or Fuel because Motec can control variable cam timing. But Holly not that good, AEM not that good, same thing. Fuel tech and, and and all them, you see locked cams. Like go to a racetrack right now and go look at any car that has a coyote and an aftermarket control system. Fuel tech, Holly, blah blah blah. You're gonna look at the cam uh sensor area on the on the on the cam cover and it's not there. It's blocked off. And you're like, they locked their cams. But then you see a guy that has VCT, he probably stocks, probably NA, you know, and it has a Ford racing computer or it's a stock car. But then you go look at Lunds and you're like, this thing makes over 2,400, 500 horsepower. It has massive turbos, stock Predator cams, GT350 heads, and it's got an intake cam sensor controlling and phase control. So I think I'm going to be that bridge. I just have to. Really think about how I'm going to get that information to you guys. And I need a motor in front of me. And maybe I'm going to use Jake. I talked to Jake about that too today for a long time. Um, I'm learning a lot. And you know what? This motor experience, it's its actually helping me learn a lot. Because I need to know what the issues are to know what the fix could be. And uh, as a four-valve owner... I'm pretty much sure that every four-valve builder that cosigns on key cutting is is ignorant. Not dumb. Not not well-versed. Ignorant. Did you know that half of the parts that weren't bought for my car were bought because of emotion? Certain people don't deal with other certain people. Like, I think my motor builder doesn't like buying parts from L&M. And I go why not i don't want your emotional state dictating my fucking build so if new cam covers could have been bought by l&m through l&m but you don't because you have some kind of issue with l&m well that's got nothing to do with me get me the best stuff and i think out of spite i think i'm gonna buy l&m fucking cam covers because they fucking look nice and they look new I already bought two thousand dollars worth of cam. Why not buy a eight hundred dollars set of cam covers? I know it sounds crazy. I, I might not, but I think there's a lot of people that dislike, like for example, cam lockouts. Which ones would you use? BPS, MMR, RGR. But well, let's say RGR has the best ones because they got little lines on it that every millimeter is a certain degree for the cam, and you're like, oh, this is nice. Hey. I'd like RGR phase lockouts. I don't fuck with them. Why the fuck not? That's right, Brandon. A math sensor. People still don't understand that the Grey Goose has a math sensor. Like, they don't know what to even think. They go, what? How do you have a math sensor? There's less than 50 people here that might understand an in-depth video cam conversation, myself not necessarily included. That's okay. I just need to get it out of my head. Alex B. Clearing corners in the complex with the modern-day trench gun. Hey, that sucker, you don't even got to be accurate. All you got to do is spray the area. CA is by far the nicest car I've owned, but I also didn't buy it thinking it was going to appreciate exactly Josh Warner says, I live in Chicago and laughed my car with these EV idiots sitting in their dead cars waiting to charge. John, the GT500 was never in competition with the Hellcats. It's a road race car, not a drag car exactly. Funny, a few months ago when I said it would be named the Zora, I laughed and asked if it was the News Year one. Stood for, it's all good, Alex says at Joe's Switch. Okay, not my Gen 3. Tavian says, Alex, I got a Gen 2 Roush car. I have the opportunity to pick up a VMP Gen 2 R head for $3,500. Worth the upgrade or should I keep the Roush? Keep the Roush. Keep the Roush, keep the Roush, keep the Roush. It is not worth the upgrade. You already have a great 2.3 in there. Nestor Barrio says, Alejandro Flores, are you doing the adjustable cam gears or doing the NSR cam straight up? NSR cam straight up? I bought brand new hardware. New chains, new chain sprocket. I'm going to get an aftermarket billet chain sprocket because what I got into was the 10 millimeter stuff. And I don't need the 10 millimeter stuff. The previous motor had stock chains an aftermarket uh uh like a tss uh sprocket crank sprocket like a tss crank sprocket and stock hardware and what killed it was the guide pin i think i don't think the gear broke causing issues but i'm not gonna race it as much as it was raced before i'm gonna race it maybe a handful of times to get my 8.99 time slip then i'm gonna make it street I'm even going to sell the drag pack. I don't want the drag pack. It's going to have 20s. It's going to be low. It's going to have nice suspension. Get the anti-roll bar out of there um, and put a nice normal roll bar in there. and or, or maybe keep the anti-roll bar and at least get the differential a-, 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 a unlocking unit because the spool is just death on the street. Clyde says, Alex, uh, would the multi-tune of the LRX work as a launch control or would a two-step be better? Maybe less stress on the engine. Gen 2 Whipple Mustang with a T fifty six. I don't even know what the fuck you said. You why do you want to why do you want to leave on a two step with a Whipple? Can you explain to me why you want to be to the wood and go pop 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 pop, dump the clutch on a Whipple T fifty six car? Are you competitively racing the car? Yes or no? Is it a test and tune car you drive a lot? Yeah? You don't need a two step on that car. You don't need launch control on that car. You need to learn how to launch the car. Get the nice stuff. New camp covers. Your new motor is now a legend pretty much. Trench Gun's gangster, they made it a war crime. I hope you find the reason. Help you find the reason for what I sent the PBH relevant. Motor graduation trophy. No. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know I got a piston in, but it's not the one you pictured. Someone else sent me a piston with a clock. You see it back there right here? This is like those things they used to sell. Remember, remember, remember when anything Coyote and Mustang related, some dude thought it was a fucking business? The fucking Facebook page, bro. What the fuck's wrong with you? It's, a, it's my business. It's a fucking Facebook page, bro. And he made these lame ass trophies to give away somewhere. That's one of them. Alex, drag racing question. How do you know when whether to increase your launch RPM or increase launch boost? well, that's really up to you, isn't it? Isn't that really up to you? And, it, and doesn't, doesn't it do the same thing? Because let's say you have a two-step and a loose enough converter that you can go up to, let's say, 5,000 RPMs. But let's say you, you, you bring the two-step up to 3,800. It's generating about six pounds of boost. But if you bring up the two-step to 4,500, it might generate eight pounds of boost. So it's kind of one and the same. EPA buying CH with all the money he got from the fine. EPA says, well, the key's shut on the new cams before install, IMRC, delete, or keep them. 18, manifold. If it's a Gen 3, I don't know why you would lock them open. If it's a Gen 2, lock them open. Chase Ponder says, was a couple of minutes behind and heard the Viper in the Riviera Beach. Was just there. The area is so sketch, but once you cross that bridge into Publix, you're good. Exactly. You drove on Blue Heron. Blue Heron is nasty. But once you go into Singer Island... Billionaire shit. Uh, Millionaire shit. I'm not going to say billionaire shit. Millionaire shit. Anyone wanting to learn about cam timing for cheap, Honda B-Series, that's what I learned, and it's easy to adjust those motors. Hear me out, says Dad. Before you roast the shit out of me, say FLKA never existed. If a three-letter red company performed, would you implement on your builds? Never. I don't care if it performs. The quality of the stuff is shit. It's not about a personal thing anymore. It's about shit products. That's the whole reason it started. The whole reason it started is because it was a shit product and FLKA got involved. You can get the same performance from Team Z, UPR, Maximum Motorsports, or OMI. So why go with that company? Because of the price? Come on. Whipple identifies this Turbo. Next, he's going to ask you about anti-lag for the Burble. Dude, do you know how many people think anti-lag is a thing on a blower? One guy said to me, hey, Alex, how much would be anti-lag for my car? I go, you're... I look at his mod list, JLT, E85. Uh, can I ask you a question? What is lagging? Oh, uh, the car? No, no. Anti-lag refers to a turbo. So turbo lag is a thing. What's turbo lag for the dum-dums? Let's say you're cruising at 4,000 RPMs and you stab it. On a turbo car, the car goes boom. That time between the time that you floored it and the turbo kicked in is called lag. So let's say you have anti lag and you press down the cruise control button and you floor and it goes and you hear the turbo spool up and you let go of the button and you have instant boost. That's anti lag. So if you don't have a turbo, you are not lagging anything. You're just, your car is just fucking slow. This generation can't think for themselves or is willing to try different stuff. Alex, what's the best time of year to visit Florida? Right now, right now, right freaking now. It's been raining a couple of times, but wintertime is the best time. And again, what part of Florida? When's the best time of year to visit Orlando? Never. Never. Orlando's fucking trash. When's the best time of year to visit Tampa? Never. Unless you're looking to buy pounds of meth. Never. Sarasota, Naples, South Florida, West Palm, Jupiter, Stewart, Boca, Miami, the Keys. Right now. Understood. I was just asking. I appreciate it, brother. You got it, brother. I work in commercial refrigeration. I can't imagine the havoc grinding a key does to one of our industrial blower motors. Oh yeah, Joe Nichols? Well, this isn't a blower motor. You're right. It's even weaker than a blower motor. And you're... Like, Jake said it today. Jake said it today. When I worked on Cobras, those cams weren't keyed. Neither were the sprockets. I go, but now they are. Why did Ford key the cam and the sprockets he's like and jake now i got a big a a higher lift higher duration cam longer duration cam stiffer springs and higher rpm capabilities he goes you're right i'll shut up because he's a four valve guy clematis downtown west palm was baller shit now i understand what alex wants that chop around that area eliza's s550 imagine me on a friday night 75 degrees. Black Cadillac. Bellax. Chopping like a motherfucker. Flooding out everyone eating at Duffy's. They'd be like, Damn, that motherfucker's a badass. Not really. Uh, when people don't realize a blower is anti-lag, I'm stupid in cars. But even though superchargers don't have lag. I looked at this mod list. JLT 85. I'm fucking dead. I, seriously. This is when someone says, Hey, how much is anti-lag? I go there's a there, okay on zendesk we have a left-hand column that says everything about your build it says what you ordered it says who you are what's done to the car so when i see the words anti-lag and then i go to the left and it says na 85 i go there you don't have a lag situation bro any room for a 911 in the garage fuck no i'm not a porsche guy I love them respect them it's just not my thing you know what i think when i think when i see porsche pussy not that you get pussy, that there's a pussy driving it. Nothing wrong with the car. car is the ultimate driving machine. You're still a pussy. a aron says, Alex, is it effective when trying to brake boost a turbo car and some brake torque management bullshit stops you? Have to use the e-brake to brake boost. No two-step or anti-lag on a car. a aron hit us up. It's called the brake over accelerator timer. You want to know what a brake over accelerator timer is? Take your stock Mustang right now. Hit the brake and gas at the same time. The throttle will shut after three seconds or so. Let me check. Let me check. Hold on. Hold, please. Hold, please. Uh, Okay, so hold on. It's called brake over accelerator something. B, B, brake? Timer? Timer? Is it T timer? Takeoff, throttle response, tip in, torque wheel error, minimum allowed throttle angle, da da da. Shift assist, pedal follower. Is it under shift schedule? It's probably under shift schedule because it's fucking stupid. No, not under shift schedule. There's a brake over accelerator timer. Stock. Brake. Over accelerator. When both are pressed at the same time, after about three seconds, the throttle starts to shut. On turbo cars that want to brake boost, I raise that up to like 80 seconds. And you should be good to go. I have a Whipple Gen 3 stick and I just picked up a 911. Nothing wrong with that. That means you make good money. Good for you, Dad. Dad, good for you. If you picked up a 911, that's great. A GT3 RS is baller shit for road racing. And it looks phenomenal and they always go up in value but you know you were not gonna catch me dead in one of them because it's just not me you know what i'm i'm a v8 big muscle fuck you type of guy when you see me that that guy belongs in an old chevelle a mustang i look terrible in a fox body i look like a fucking neanderthal gorilla getting in and out of a fox body When I'm driving in a Fox body, it looks like I'm about to eat the steering wheel. That's just how I'm designed. My feet are... My torso is long as hell. My legs are on the shorter side. So I have to scooch way the hell up. And I'm up on the steering wheel like this, dailying a Fox body. And I'm like, I know I look stupid, but this is just how it is. I hate driving the Fox. I love driving an S197 and I love driving an S550. And the ZR1 is the most aesthetically and comfort just pleasing driving position shifter right here i can't wait to try that out in a viper anytime i see those fancy exotics ferrari lamborghini porsche i think rich guy that can't actually drive got flame without saying what i got um as chat gpt i was thinking more of a ZR1, but either car would break next for sure alec can you add a catalytic converter delete kit to my tune i heard youtube not mention it <laughs> Alex, what do you think about the new 6.8 liter mustang anti-lag accelerator for the win love you uncle alex love you monty rogers I smoked a GT3 in my Coyote and recorded that beatdown, Coca-Cola. I was driving the ZR1 the other day, um, maybe about three weeks ago. I'm going down to Clematis. I am on Okeechobee, got off a 95 South, took a left on Okeechobee North, heading into downtown West Palm because I want to stunt with the nicely shined up ZR1. And sure enough, I get to the light. There's a Porsche 911 looking thing there. And I'm like, I wonder what he's going to do. So I take off semi-quick, and I hear him go, whoops! I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, that bitch turbo. So I fucking short shift second, and just fucking leave it to the wood, let the traction control, it was popping and burbling, so he must have seen a flame in his face about this fucking big. When the traction control interrupts on a ZR1, it cuts spark, and then, what? And then, blah, blah, blah. And it was like a flamethrower just sh- sh- fucking spraying the area. And then I slam third and whoop. I get to the light and he goes, what the fuck? He goes, I have never gotten my doors blown off like that. And I go, yeah, she, she got a little power in her. And he's like, dude, you want to trade? I go, yeah. I'll sell that bitch and buy another one of these and have money left over. But no, seriously, um, said, Thank you, thank you, and I felt good because this—he had a hundred plus thousand dollar car, and he he, got—he—he got his eyebrows burned from the flames I was shooting out from the traction control kicking in. Latest 911, 992 GT3 RS are three to four hundred thousand dollars. Damn, gotta have good credit and no affirm will apply. (laughs) Affirm. Just a memoir says, hey Alex, I have a 14 Mustang GT, fifty-six thousand miles. I've been thinking about. Selling a 16 for a 16, 17, uh, Cadillac TTSV, but I think maybe too much car since I've never had a supercharged car, bro. It's big and it's slow compared to your Mustang. You're good, bro. EPA says he's a handsome son of a bitch in person, y'all. Don't let him fool you. The calves are real. You didn't see my calves. You saw I was wearing Dockers and I was a tight little thing that ended up fucking not being sweet. Nah, GT3 RS, 911 GTS, not that baller, homie. Porsche is a Porsche is a Porsche. You know how hard it is to identify Porsches nowadays? Is that a 911 GT3 RS LMNOP 992R spec turbo? Like, there's a turbo electric Porsche. Think about that. I know. It's the model, not the motor. But why would you put turbo on the name of an EV vehicle? By the way, did you hear that Porsche broke the Uh, Nordschleife? Uh... Nurburgring record for a sedan. They beat Tesla's time by like I don't know, ten seconds or something. Sure, seven seconds. Break over accelerator, deleter My car would fit you well, says Monte 540. Yeah, you got that big Monte Carlo. Hell yeah, got him. Not the three valve. I remember the Ferrari and some Tesla coupe in my bolt-on pump gas Gen 3 six-speed, and I stayed out of both of them. And was a proud moment. Not gonna lie. Smoking ZX14 says, Trust me, you don't want a Viper. You sit sideways because of the trans tunnel and your 511 plus frame will never be able to wear a helmet. I don't give a fuck. Do you think I'm getting a Viper because I fit in it well? I barely fit in the Fox body and I look at that thing and shed a little tear knowing that little bitch is a 107 car. <laughs> Do you know how many people on my fucking Instagram, chat, YouTube, and Facebook said, that bitch is never going to go 10s with you driving it. Like, you're right. It went 10-7. Pendejo. So I look at that car under the cover going, bro, you a bad little bitch. I'm going to just get a little nitro shot in you, get a colder spark plug, lower timing about 4 degrees, put some C16 in your in your fucking booty hole. And then we're going to go that 9, bro. We're going to go that 9 with an old ass TKO 500, not letting me shift over 5,800 RPMs. We are going to go nines with that shit, son. The way it sits, I ain't going to do nothing crazy. Maybe fix the oil leak. Go nines. If I get froggy, stick a C4 in it. Put a 250 shot. Oh, my God. Watch that bitch go 890. You know how many pissed off people are going to be out there? If the parts farm fox runs 890 with a C4. Motherfuckers out there reinventing the wheel, building shit in their garage, welding shit. Going crazy, running 990. And this fucking car I bought from a junkyard, basically. is fucking... Oh, my goodness. Did you, see, did you explain... Uh, debunking the video of the Cybertruck actually being the Porsche. Yes, they did an 8th mile hit. And Elon Musk saying that it's faster than a 911 in the quarter mile. He straight up lied. But that's not the first time Elon has done that. You got to understand, guys. So Elon is 14% owner or 13% owner in Tesla. He doesn't own Tesla. He owns a minority stake in Tesla. He wants to have 25% control of Tesla. And if he doesn't, he said he's going to stop putting resources into the AI program. Understand this. Tesla lives and dies with Elon Musk. And he's only 14% owner. So if, let's just say, Elon doesn't embellish some of the things. Products don't sell. See, Elon is the ultimate salesperson. Elon is going to say the best car ever. The best thing ever. We're fucking going to Mars. We're going to Mars tomorrow. We're going to Mars. Hey, what about that fucking roadster? I love him. I think he's, he's uh, the modern day Nikolai Tesla, the modern day, um, Benjamin Franklin. Sorry. He just is. And even they, I'm sure had a bunch of failures. So, The reason people even give a fuck about Tesla was the Roadster. The Roadster was the car that made you go, hell fucking yeah. And he talks about rocket thrusters in the back. He talks about seven-second quarter-mile times. He talks about 1,500 horsepower. And you're like, dude, he's selling you Model 3s that are 13-second cars. That's what people are buying. The Model 3 and the Model Y base is the vast majority of the cars that people are buying. They don't make any money on Model S's. They don't make any money on Model X's. So he is the ultimate salesperson. So he has to go out there and say, the Cybertruck beat the 911 in a quarter mile while towing a 911. And it's not true. Because you could see in the video that the bleachers and the race end at the eighth of a mile, three six uh, 660 feet. And it was a great video to watch, but we knew that. All you have to do is look at the video and go, yeah, that was an eighth mile hit. No fucking way a 911 that runs 11-something can get beat by a 6,000-pound truck towing a a 3,000-pound car with a 1,500-pound trailer. It's just fucking science. Like, math doesn't lie. Like, you're going to start seeing um, horsepower numbers go out there. Like, okay, how many of y'all saw Lund Racing? How much horsepower... Did you see the Grey Goose make on the dyno? And this is how social media works. You didn't see more than a 1,500 or 1,800 horsepower pull. You've never seen the Grey Goose make fifteen or 1,800 or more than 1,800 horsepower on a dyno ever because it's not usable because that's just a vet up to 35 PSI or 30 PSI. So then the... The car runs a 676. And when you do the math, 3,300 pounds, 209 miles an hour, God, that's damn near 2,400 horsepower to make that happen. So you go, wait a minute. How can an 1,800 horsepower car run that number? Well, the opposite is true. You're going to see outrageous dyno numbers. And then math will make you go, they were never able to pour it all in. They were never a. How many times have you seen a FuelTech video? Murder Nova. By the way, wh- where's your 10-speed? Wh- where, Has it shifted yet? I hope Look, If FuelTech figures out the 10R80, rejoice. Now you have a aftermarket controller. Shout out to them. Where is it? Why hasn't it been? A- How come I haven't seen a 10-speed FuelTech? Anyway, let me not get off kilter. So let's say Nova puts his car, uh, the Nova, on the FuelTech Dyno and 4,200 horsepower. Oh! How many times do you think he's been able to pour in 4,200 horsepower worth of boost and timing at a no prep track? Stop it. Math, math, math. I started my Fox Swap the first time this weekend, and the channel really helped me stop dicking around and get after it. Can't wait to order an LRX in a couple of weeks. I have tuned the following vehicles on LRX. Gen 3 F-150, Gen 3 Swap Coyote, Gen 3 Coyote Swap Fox, Gen 1 Coyote Swap Fox, Gen 2 Coyote Swap Fox. Rejoice, gentlemen badass devices here. I remember seeing Elon with his first Roadster on fucking PBS in 2002. Instead of AI, he should put more money to that bitch not burning up the fender bender. Does the Fairmont fit you any better? Yes, the Fairmont is actually a great fitting Fox. I need a new project for the Fox. Too small. We're about the same height. Wait, look. I have to now make plans to drive the Fox up. I gotta do it before February so the builder doesn't think I'm a fucking piece of shit, but I've already paid $500 for a slot so all I have to do is get it up there, and he's going to do the rest. I'm going to get up there with some shitty jank wheels and be like, bro, this is all I got. By the way, I need to check the backspacing on the wheels on the Fairmont because uh, on, on, on the, the notch because I want to get a new set of wheels for it just to daily on. Right now it's on slicks. Not daily, but drive it. I want to get, like, another set of rears, check the backspacing, and shove a set of DOT Pros on it and drive on that. Because I don't want to drive around on slicks. Fuck all that. You have me looking at a new Fox body. Small block Ford, bro. I got the pistons for you. Look at these fucking... By the way, one of you guys gave me this. One of you guys gave me... I think this is a 10 to 5 compression piston. I got scat rods. And all I need is a block. Anyone got a 351 aftermarket block for sale? I'll start fucking around with that. Making a a backup motor. You're a bot, says Byron. Says Elon's Ark. Um, the Roadster was cool. Need to make the Roadster plat. Cybertruck will beat a 911. Where does the majority of Elon's wealth come from? Um, SpaceX. SpaceX. Sorry for my ignorance, but watching your vids, learning about the 5.8 Trinity, why is 5.0 better? Better heads, yes. Better option yes. VVT, yes. Are cams locked in the 5.8 or something? Yes. You got it! Well, they weren't locked in mine. I had, I had a, I had a hybrid VVT situation on mine. Um, you named it all the coyote is better valves better head design better design period it's just a better motor a predator stock off the shelf long block can handle 1100 horsepower worth of boost a trinity 58 at 850 rods quit rods quit crank is stout pistons are decent rods quit rods on the predator 1100 gen 3 I've seen them make a thousand no problem gen 2 I've seen them go into the 7s so coyote is better like everywhere and I'm sorry 4 valve guys it's better just a better motor sorry look you're gonna start the block is stock meaning oh there's a little man right there. I like how he just peeks over my head and he looks like a fucking psycho. What's up, dude? What's up? You're going to go out in about 15 minutes. I got you. 15 minutes. Nice little walk. And then, ow. Ouch. 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 15 minutes and, ouch. And, ow. uh, shit, You're hitting me. 15 minutes. <laughs> let me let me get a word out. 15 minutes. I'll get you a treat after you take a shit. And then, bedtime. We good? is <laughs> great i love this dog I, lo- I like literally love this dog not the fr 500 dog yeah the, the the coyote is a stock block and it's on the cusp of running low 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 sixes and the luns have a stock 6r80 case modified by power by the hour stock block predator and that motherfucker at 3300 pounds has been 676 or so Stop it. miss the beginning. How about Trump dominating the primary? That was great to see. Vivek is going to be his running mate. Check me. I guarantee it. Tony, dad, what's the up Coyote is the culmination of the Forge modular V8 28-year R&D. Badass shit. Alex had the custom twin independent variable trinity. Tony got them crackhead eyes. Hello, just got in. I'm looking to go back to the start. He has such a big bark for a small dog. He does. Ouch. Ouch. Huh. You're, you're like super playful today. What's going on, dude? Like, I played with you all day. I've taken you out four times. Four times! You shit three. <laughs> I'm feeding you too much. I'm feeding you too much. Stop eating your paws. Stop eating your paws. Whoa, watch the cup. Watch the cup. Stop eating your paws. Okay. I love you, buddy. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> uh, I can play with them. Sorry, guys. I can play with them all day. My dog's just tripping right now. Alex, VMS makes factory 10 holes in a drag pack. These would look badass on the notch. You really think I'm gonna buy VMS wheels? You really think I'm gonna go and put on some of the most jank ass fucking wheels I've ever made on my car? You know what that car's gonna get? You know what that car should get, guys? Pony Rs. Pony 17 inch by 10 pony Rs. Oof with a drag with a drag radio on the back. Oh my lord. You guys are like, oh it's gay. It is gay. But I like it. Um, Tony's got all the energy. Yeah, so he's a very energetic dog. Like, Senior fell in love with the dude. Thank you for the money, Coca-Cola. Or the, uh says, treat for Tony. Tony literally made everyone fall in. there. Everyone came in uh, to the office Monday, and they were like, no, Tony. Damn. That sucks. I go, right? Doesn't he bring the party? Doesn't he light up the room? Bogarts on the damn fox. Good. Find me Bogarts, dude. Good luck finding d10 bogarts out there that and the ones i bought were wrong bro i someone said i got 15 by 10 bogarts for 500 bucks sure bought them they're like 15 by 7 i'm like man i got fucked on that deal but i don't care vms aka poverty Stars. how much better is cosmetic cosmetic head gaskets well i mean carters if you put a head gasket that's really pretty i don't know how much better it is than a comedic Tony throwing hands with you. Never hide Dad. childhood lesson learned that way. Exactly. I agree. Pony R. Chrome pony R's or silver. A chrome set would be tits. Chrome. Chrome. Get you home. Stop it. Pony wheels would be so sick. I've always loved the foxes with a set of chrome ponies and a radio. Exactly. Alex, where did you get that shirt? Shit's tough. FBO. Full bolt on. full, Full bolt on. Yeah. It was from the Teespring. I'm uh, sorry, uh, Vinyl Freaks and Company, the YDBT collection. But I don't promote them anymore because I don't get a fucking dime from that place. Get to work on the only calves and get some sponsorships for the wheels. 17-inch ponies would look badass too. 17-inch chrome ponies would be tits, and the car's ugly. Like the car's gonna get a paint job eventually, like a Mako deal. Um, cause again, I'm not gonna pour a lot of money into this car. It's getting a new rug, new windshield, paint. See you later cosmetic been a while hey alex tank 50 what's up brother yeah bogart diamond dozen in good condition but yeah bogart are diamond dozen in good condition good luck finding them well drag stars good luck finding those chrome get you home chrome get your dome what is it is it gold is it what is it gold something for the honeys i forget what it was it was like gold versus chrome i forget what it was tony is a friend in your life but you are a friend you are a friend his entire life Oh, Justin, what do you, you, you fucking write for Hallmark? What do you got, a part-time job writing for Hallmark? Give Hallmark Hallmark cards? Fuck me. Comedic, this is Android. Sucks with the autocorrect. The polka dot gaskets are stronger than the striped ones. So I have Comedic head gaskets. I bought a set of 50-something thousandths uh, or forty thousands stick thick. I forget what it was. I think it's 50,000. And, uh, you know, a little thicker. Gained me a little more room. NSRs, valve job, new springs, Bottom end was checked out. Seems to be good. Thank God. So slap it all back together. Makes 1100. Runs an eight. Put it back to street trim and have... And then, you know what I'm going to do? Besides getting the uh, Fairmont... The Fairmont is going to uh, roll cage. The Fox body is going to get Nitro stuff. It's going to run nines eventually. The Zero one eventually is going to make it E85. Da 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 But in that whole time... Once a GT500 runs at 8 and gets back in the garage, by the end of the year, I'm getting a fucking Viper. Like, bet me. I'm going to get my hands on a fucking Viper somehow. My budget is like, tops $115,000, right? Because, think about it. If I buy a $120,000 Viper, that's a $6,000 tax bill right off the rip. I got to have 6000 cash to register the car. So, if I'm gonna finance the Viper, how much am I gonna put down? I gotta put down like thirty or forty fucking thousand dollars. And I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna just, you know, play the play the game. Money is just tossing up in the air. It's crazy stuff. But I want a Viper at least. At least I'll have the GT five hundred and the Viper and the Corvette for months before the GT five hundred goes away. Alex, you sent the Fairmont onto Chassis Jail yet? Not yet, sir. I think I saw a small block Ford Fox K member in your garage. Yes, I have a small block Ford Fox K member and a Coyote uh, Fox K member. I have all three. Uh, All two. Sorry. Shit, I thought I I got 16-inch ponies on my Fox now. Not chrome, though. Must be a fail then. I like, I want 17-inch R's. Justin, that was beautiful. Crying the flow as of current. Ever plan on switching up the engine on the Fox? I know the idea is to keep... It's... I'm gonna keep that. Well, why the fuck would I change it? It runs good. What gen viper? Gen five. Always. You think I'm gonna get a gen one viper? Looking like a peasant? Fuck all that. Better start selling cat pics to get it sooner. I don't know if I'm gonna sell cat pics. That's weird. I do have a calves page on Instagram. I just put it out there in the wild to see if people would pick up on it. But I haven't um Have I posted on there? I haven't I haven't gotten many followers. No. No, I don't have any followers. It's just there chilling. So all good so okay guys um 9 25 we got about five more minutes and we'll get the fuck out of here so okay let's talk about it what we talked about most of the day was the chicago freezing tesla situation again guys it's not tesla's fault tesla is a decent car company they're doing really big things with ai look my, my biggest thing with tesla is they're they're a a technology company. They're not a car company. Eventually, they're going to come out with a a Tesla robot that's going to suck you off like no other. Like Algorithmically, it's going to go, oh, you like the tongue and the circle? Okay. And you're going to just jizz immediately. Imagine you come home, and you and the robot got 10 minutes before the wife comes home, and it's like, you get the servo upgrade on the thumb, and you're like, oh, my Lord. (laughs) This thing is amazing. And your wife's like, you're not touching me anymore since we've got that Tesla bot. Yeah, honey, I taught it to suck my dick. So it's doing really well. So no, seriously, they're a technology company. And I think they're doing big things. So a lot of people just don't understand the technology. I really don't think people, humans, that's why I don't think we should go to Mars soon. Because we're stupid. This is what's going to happen. I guarantee we're going to end up in Mars. And then World War Eight is going to happen. And people are going to look back on Earth in Mars barely even you know they got a couple of domes in the bitch and ships stop coming from your earth because you know i don't know one guy got mad at another guy or one guy's girl went to another fucking place and you know they're fucking over that and then the world war eight turns out and then they're looking back and the earth blows up right in front of their eyes because that's how stupid we are That's that's how stupid we are so i i i don't have a lot of hope for humanity and the tesla's freezing. Or the not being able to be supercharged. It's just a byproduct of people not like reading the owner's manual. Guys, you know where most of the information is for your car? In the owner's manual. I've had people say, Alex, I need a tune for a valet. I said, excuse me? I'm dropping off my car at the detailers next week. And I want to make sure he doesn't go out ripping it up. So I need a tune to valet to limit it to 3,000 RPMs. I say, sir, do you have a second key? I do. You can set up the key to limit RPM, mile an hour, radio volume, the seatbelt chime, everything. I do? Go look at your owner's manual. I set up a second key on my black car. I set up a second key on my red car. I set up a second key on my white car. So when I went somewhere and had a valet, I had a valet key. And I gave them the key and the car wouldn't go over 2,000 RPMs. Like, what the fuck? Like, the owner's manual is everything. So just buckle down, read it, follow the instructions, and stop asking your tuner to do every single thing for you. I don't mind doing it. But when you have the power to do it yourself, why would you leave it up to me? Think about it. If you start the car with this key, it's limited in RPM if you start the car with this key, it runs as normal. What the fuck? I'm blown away that people still don't understand that these cars are pretty damn advanced. And if you don't have a key price and weight, cut a second key. Cut a second key. Go to Ford. Say you want another key. They make it to your VIN number. Bada bing, bada boom. You have another fucking key. But no, you'd rather have a tune that you have to flash... Drive it to your detailers at 3,000 RPMs and hope he doesn't rip it up. <coughs> it's weird behavior that's happening out there. Just super, stupid. weird. I'm not going to drop the uh, the, the Cav thing. I'm just going to let it organically grow. I'm going to put a couple more pictures up there and, and see. That girl you post on IG is fine as fuck. Exactly. Bro, you know this Instagram reel has so many people mad. Women, women. This Instagram reel that I posted has bitches mad. I'm like, why are you mad? Hold on. Super Churros and Casa. Look at this girl. Look at this girl, bro. And people go, oh, I can cook. I go, it's not about the cooking. Look at her. Look at, she's making churros. She's pretty. Look at her, look at the camera, give you a wink. Look at her smile. Look at her hair. Look at the lack of tattoos. Look at how pretty she is. Oh, yeah. Hace churro." Oh, the meal. Fry that shit. Oh, yeah, you gonna make the fucking churro? What else you gonna do, baby? What's you gonna do with that? Mm? Oh, you want that ring? Hey, anyone know if, if anyone could like know oh, what the fuck? No, I want to go back to home, girl. Wanna see what it's like. Where is she? Where is she? Brenda Agenda. Chur- Guys, go oh, fuck me. me. Fuck. Really... Go back to Brenda, go to Brenda Agenda. Watch full reel. I'm gonna follow her. I'm gonna fucking follow her. I'm gonna stalk her shit, bro. Brenda agenda Brenda underscore agenda Mira era Cocinando Cocinando tie- Look at this girl bro Mira pa allá That girl's a doll bro oh, Mira pa allá Donde están estas mujeres aquí No cocinan por una mierda bro With that bullshit Where are they at God damn it, Brenda Agenda. Get onto her shit, follow her shit. Hopefully she gets like 400 new followers. She goes, what happened? How come I got a little new followers? Alex told us to go to your page. Oh, I'm gonna suck his dick. That's what I'm hoping happens. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thank you for listening for a little bit to talk some Tesla shit, car shit, piston uh, comparison, and just general car talk. On your Tuesday, you know, talking shit with your favorite Mustang uncle, Uncle Alex. All right, I'm out of here. I'll be back on Thursday, YDBT Daily. Talk some shit then. By the way, check out Alec Bledsoe's new video on Lay model performance they made. I I feel so bad for GM guys. They got to put rods and pistons in a Camaro to make 800. They got to put rods and pistons in a Camaro to make 800. Shout out to you guys. You guys chose the wrong platform. But if you got, you got to get it built, might as well take it to Alec Bledsoe. Have a good rest of your night. I will see you guys thursday dating channel tomorrow i forgot about the bumble swipes yesterday but we had a killer show last night i just ranted for an hour it was great many clips came out of that we're gonna do another show tomorrow for the people to get back on the program so i can have that little backup plan in case shit gets sideways once a diesel once the gas particulate filter ends up in the mustangs see you guys later bye